So our topic today is listening. And we heard in the video we showed a little earlier the sweetness of listening in different ways. We heard about God's love speaking to us in, this, in the taste of a strawberry, about all the subtle ways that we listen. Soon we'll have the opportunity here to host and to attend gatherings of people from other faiths. We'll have the opportunity not only to share a bit about our faith, but I think, more importantly, to learn about the faiths of other people. And the reason that I say I think that's more important is because that comment that we heard today will change forever what it is for you to taste a strawberry. I suspect that many of you will think of that often as the kiss of God, as the taste of God, as the love of God. When we listen to people who are experiencing the holy in a different way than we are, we are invited into a a more expansive view of what is available in the field that we call God. We're invited into a different perception. So I want to talk about how we listen well, because we practice speaking much more than we practice listening. We're very good, most of us, at speaking. In fact, a conversation usually means I get to talk. Very, very infrequently do we consider that a conversation means an opportunity to hear someone else, to really listen to their heart. So I want to talk about how we do that. How do we really listen well? And I would say to you that the golden rule comes into play here, that I I invite you to consider what it feels like when you are heard. When you have said something and the person you were talking to really got what you said. What was it that happened in that moment? And I suspect there were a few things because there are things that we can do to make it work well. One of them is where we are matters. It's hard to have a good conversation with someone if you're sitting in the middle of a noisy restaurant, if there's a lot of motion going around, if you're distracted by children or pets or television or whatever is on that little screen you keep in your pocket. It's hard. It makes a difference to choose a good place. Good morning, honey. You're late. (laughs) Come on in, baby. (laughs) Actually, um, we have a We have have a sick kitty at home, and I suspect you were with the kitty this morning. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate you doing that. Um, When we choose the right place, we have a better opportunity to be heard. We have a better opportunity to hear if we're not distracted. So it matters where we are when we go into a conversation. It matters how we are when we go into a conversation. It matters what we go in with, what ideas we go in with. So there was a gentleman who um, went to the doctor and he said, my, my wife cannot hear me. There is something, I'm sure there is something wrong with her ears. And the doctor said, well, how bad is it? And he said, I don't, I don't really know. It just feels like she's not catching on to what I'm saying. 
And he said, here's what I want you to do. Next time she's standing at the kitchen, at the kitchen sink, I want you to stand five or six feet behind her and talk to her and see if she turns around and, and talks back. And if that doesn't happen, take a step closer and take a step closer till you can tell me approximately how many feet away from your wife you have to be if, she's, if, if she can't see you. So the gentleman went home that night and he stood in the kitchen and there was his wife at the kitchen sink and he said, that's probably six feet. Hey, honey, what's for dinner? And she didn't answer. So he stepped a foot closer and he said, hi, honey, I'm home. What's for dinner? No answer. He stepped up till he was right behind her and said, hi, honey, what's for dinner? And she turned around and said, I've told you chicken three times. How many times do I have to tell you? (laughs) What we believe when we go into a conversation really changes the conversation, doesn't it? Our perception can be completely wrong If we walk into a conversation and we speak with someone who believes differently than we do and we think we know what they believe, we're not really listening. We're not really asking questions. We've already made a decision about what's true. And in my experience, we're wrong often because when it comes down to the basics of life, Family and love and right and wrong and truth or not truth. Most of us feel a lot the same. So I invite you when it's time to go into conversation with someone who you feel is different than you, that you go into conversation and set down any ideas that you have. To be a good listener, you have to not know the answer. You have to listen for the answer. Pay attention to the answer. And you have to pay attention to more than the words. Because when we talk to one another, when we communicate with one another, we speak with much more than our lips. We speak with our heart. And there's a palpable energy to that, isn't there? We speak with our eyes. They get soft or they get hard. They get uncertain. We speak with the posture of our body, whether we speak rolled over or we speak standing straight. Sometimes when a person comes into my office to talk to me, there are pillows in my, in my office and they'll grab a pillow and place it over their belly to talk to me, which tells me I have to be very gentle because that's fear, isn't it? That's protecting the soft underbelly while they're trying to speak. We learn a lot if we pay attention to everything about what's being said. If we're busy thinking about something else, we miss the nuances. What the rabbi in the video referred to as the silent whisper of what's being offered to us. So this is important stuff. This is really important stuff because it's not just interfaith dialogue that you're going to do. You're going to hear something that your children want to communicate to you. You're going to hear something that your parents want to communicate, that your neighbors want to communicate, that the people that are close and dear to you 
or people you are just newly meeting want you to know. You're going to hear something different. Last week I had a conversation. Uh, someone I know very dearly made a, and someone I hold very dear, made a political comment online that was shocking to me. And um, took a good beating, a good cyber beating for it from most of his respective community. And he, uh, he struggled with it. And I sent him a personal note and said, can we have a cup of coffee? Can you and I talk? Because you're expressing something that I don't understand. And I'm looking for an intelligent person I respect to help me understand this particular point of view. Can we have a cup of coffee? And we did. We talked for an hour and a half. And it didn't change my opinion and it didn't change his opinion, but it changed us. We were different for having taken the time to talk to one another, for having tried to understand, for listening to each other with interest and curiosity. So I want to invite you to put down your ideas about what you know about anybody. Because we change every single day. Every single day we're a little bit different than we were. Every single day we believe something new. We learn something different. We have something we'd like to share. And when we listen with our heart rather than our ears, it makes a difference. I have some quotes for you. Franklin P. Jones said, one advantage of talking to yourself is that you know at least somebody's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Margaret J. Wheatley said, listening is such a simple act. It requires us to be present, and that takes practice. But we don't have to do anything else. We don't have to advise or coach or even sound wise. We just have to be willing to sit there and listen. Doug Larson said, wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening when you'd have preferred to talk. (laughs) Malcolm Forbes said, the art of conversation lies in listening. And Alan Alda said, listening is being able to be changed by the other person. 